2: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
1: It is good to be with you
3: on this fourth and final hour, Wednesday edition of the Dana and Parks program. A lot of news going on today. It has been a breaking news day. A Uh,
2: breaking news day.
3: If if you're just getting in the car and you missed the big news of the day, uh, Richard Berkeley, the uh, three-term, the only three-term mayor of Kansas City, uh, and for whom... Berkeley Riverfront Park is named after, uh, passed away today at the age of 92. We uh, spoke with Congressman and his successor in the mayor's office, Emanuel Cleaver. Uh, we also spoke with Dave Helling and Michael Mahoney uh, about uh, Richard Berkeley. And you can hear that all on our podcast. Well,
2: while that news was unfolding, we were working behind the scenes to bring you this next story. And I'm going to quote here from Lynn Jennings, who just tweeted this over at KMBC's, the sports director over there. His quote is... <laughs> This would make a great Netflix series. And he is retweeting our Bob Fesco next door at 610 Sports, who writes, I just spoke to a stadium insider, and I am told it is looking more and more likely that both the Royals and the Chiefs will be leaving Jackson County. I am told both teams are beyond frustrated with the county at this time. We're blanked, is the quote I was given and we're equals Jackson County. We are blanked, and you can guess what blanked means.
3: It's not screwed, but it's in the wheelhouse. Yeah, sure Bob. Is. uh Bob Fesco joining us on the KMBZ Hotline. Hello, Bob.
4: Hey guys, how
3: Man, are you? That that is uh, that is an incredible story you've got yourself.
4: Well, I mean, I I got to be honest with you. I just received in the mail a hundred generic Mr. Clean erasers, so I've kind of moved on. and I'm really excited about utilizing those to clean the tub. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where that ranks compared to the hundred generic Mr. Clean erasers that I picked up on Amazon today. But that that's a big day for me. There's no question about it. But, yeah, I talked to a stadium insider today. I said, hello? And he goes, we're asked. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Where are we going with this? And it wasn't a jovial, where you know, we're effed. It was a, we're 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 screwed. We're we're in the eleventh hour right now, guys. And and we're talking about both of these teams that are kind of at wit's end right now with with Jackson County. And if push comes to shove, and they have to move to Kansas or Clay County or wherever the case may be in the metropolitan area. They're not about to sit here and just wait for Jackson County anymore. They are beyond frustrated with what's been going on over there with the county. So
2: we've heard the dangling of the carrot that we're looking at this site, maybe on the Kansas side of state line or this site north of the river. And we don't need to get into the weeds of that. Here's what I want to know. What is the 11th hour for, for our listeners, Bob? When is really when is the 11th hour? That's question number one. And question number two, is this just not part of the dance that everyone does when there are enormous stakes involved as there are here?
4: Well, you know, the, the, I'll answer the dance question first. Yes, I think it's obviously part of a dance. There's no question about that. But eventually the dance is going to end and everybody's going to need somewhere to go and something to do, right? So when does that dance end? The The conversation that I had today was I was told the Royals could be making a decision as early as next week. And so that that's the 11th hour. And what I heard is possibly as early as next week. I was like, whoa, now we've heard deadlines from the Royals before it was supposed to be at the end of September, that it was going to be at the beginning of October. And here we sit, it's after Thanksgiving and we still don't have an answer for, you know, ultimately where they want to go or what they want to do. And I think the reason is that is because they don't know where they're going to end up and who's going to be able to fund, fund the stadium for them. And again, it's not like they're asking for new money here in, in Kansas city and Jackson County. They're asking for an extension of a tax that's already in place and the owner of the Royals is willing to put it up over over a billion dollars of his own money and then cover all the cost overruns on all of this. And so I, I just think the whole process, guys, has been handled so poorly from the way it was. I don't even want to say rolled out because I don't even know that it was rolled out. It just started to leak. It's like Kansas City. You know, everybody just starts talking. And mm-hmm. here we have this idea. Right. Like, I, I think the Royals did a really bad job of rolling out what they wanted. I thought they did a terrible job when they had the commissioner of Major League Baseball in town and hardly even touched on the stadium. And I don't think Jackson County's done a really good job. I think Frank White has been terrible throughout all of this, and he seems to be public enemy number one throughout all this for everybody.
3: Bob, if the Royals were to leave Jackson County, the the obvious first choice, I think, or maybe only choice, would be the uh, North Kansas City location. If If the Chiefs were to somehow... Just say, screw this. We're out. We don't want to go to Jackson County. I haven't heard of any other location other than out by the legends for the Chiefs. Are you aware of any others?
4: No, that's the one everybody keeps throwing around. I mean, people have been saying for years that the Hunts already own land out there and have owned land out there for for decades. Right. So that's not something that I, I don't think people have been been hiding or been shy from. Um, I have not seen land deeds. I don't know any of that, you know, but those are always the Kansas city rumors that, you know, people like to talk about. Um, I I think Kansas could absolutely be in play for the Royals as well. And, and let me just make this clear. I'm fine where Arrowhead stadium is. I I think football belongs in an open expansive environment where you could have the parking lot and have the tailgating. I don't want to lose that, but Mm -hmm. if they have to move the legends and do something like that out there, then so be it. Then they have to do something like that out there the baseball, in my opinion, truly does belong downtown. And I believe new Kaufman stadium downtown will be the final piece to complete this Renaissance that we're under here in Kansas city. And And I think that's the final kind of cherry on top of everything that's gone down for our downtown revitalization. But the one thing that I keep in the back of my mind is that John Sherman, the owner of the Royals always refers to the battery in Atlanta. And I went there for the first time, This year in June, I've been to almost every baseball stadium because we do a baseball trip every year with our, our buddies to get away from our wives for the weekend. And and we we've gone to a lot of these stadiums that are downtown and I love downtown baseball. But the battery in Atlanta was the best baseball experience I've ever had. And I keep thinking about that. And John keeps talking about that. And if this downtown thing doesn't work for whatever reason and he has to move out to Johnson County and build a quote unquote battery Uh, for for the royals, then maybe that's something that they do, because where they built the battery in Atlanta is basically the Johnson County of Atlanta.
2: The last question I have, Bob, is that I don't believe this has changed. Correct me if I'm wrong, that the majority of voters don't seem to like this idea for the price and at this time. This timeline doesn't change that, does it?
4: Uh, No, I I don't think the voters like it right now. But I think the voters don't like it because of what went on with the property tax increase in Jackson County. You know, I I think everything's hitting just at the wrong time, right? The huge property tax increase that people have to endure over there. And, and, and now you're going to say, well, we want to extend the tax that you're already paying that that it, it feels to voters. And, and this isn't how I feel, but I can tell you how voters feel. They feel like that's another new tax. They hear new stadium, they hear new tax. And, and so I, I did hear from somebody, you know, with Jackson County. And, and they said to me today that there are some within the county that do believe that it's Kansas's time to flip the bill. Oh,
3: like just let them have it? Yeah.
2: Ooh. Let me know.
5: <laughs>
3: okay. Ooh.
2: And remind me, Bob, how many stadiums, and not exactly, but give me a percentage, do not plant stakes in the town they represent? It was much higher than we thought the last time we looked this up. What what do
4: you mean by that? Like what? actually play like the New York Giants. Yes. It's like a third, a third
2: isn't it? or higher, isn't it? That, that you think I, I, you're rooting for, and, and this is a bad example, let's say the Dallas Cowboys, and they're not really in Dallas proper. They're not. No, they're not. They're in Arlington,
4: yeah.
3: Uh, San Francisco, the, it, it the Giants, yeah. uh, check that, uh, the 49ers don't play in San Francisco, do they?
4: No, they play about 45 minutes outside yeah. of San Francisco. It, it wouldn't like, be popular, like, I don't, but it wouldn't be I unheard of. I don't care of. where the stadium is as long as it's in the metropolitan area. And I know that bothers people <laughs> on the Missouri side of the state line. My God, that, well, I don't know why it does And to those of you who say if they build it in Kansas, you are going to go, they're not going to miss you. They don't care, right? Somebody else will buy the tickets. It's the hottest ticket in sports right now. So uh, it, it, you're not gonna you're not gonna like uh, scare people. I'm never gonna go no. again. Gonna, Fine, the next guy on the list will go. We, we'll <laughs> find without you. Uh, I mean, tr- I've told you guys this before. Drive down b- past the downtown airport on game days and look at all the private jets that are flying in to go to these games right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now with the Taylor Swift and I'm, Travis Kelsey right now. Is the most famous person who's ever lived in Kansas City and it's not even close. I mean, we got we got people Dana, and please don't be one of these Leewood ladies running around chasing Taylor Swift and getting <laughs> pictures of her Trader Joe's. Hey, I was please not
2: don't do that I was not inside of Trader Joe's when he walked into grocery shop like everybody else. I was not there at the time. So he's safe for now.
4: Yeah, safe for now. But, you know, we don't need you, you know, coasting by the house with a bottle of Kim Crawford to go. oh, there's Taylor. We don't need that. All like, right, now. Travis right now. Kelsey is the most famous person we've ever had in this town. And and I don't say that lightly because 20 minutes ago I would said it was Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, Travis Kelsey now has the number one song on the Billboard Christmas and Rock list. Yep. Travis Kelsey, <laughs> he's dating the hottest celebrity in the world, maybe in the history of the world. We have that going on in Kansas City. We've got great things going on in Kansas City. If they want to build a new stadium in Kansas, who the hell cares? It's the same team. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter what side of the state line it's on. I'd love it to stay where it is right now. But the reality is both teams are frustrated with Jackson County right now.
2: I I would watch that team play solitaire. I don't care where they land just as long as they land. I'm with you, Bob. And thank you, thank you always uh, for the time and breaking that
3: story. Host of Fesco in the morning, Bob Fesco, 610 Sports, joining us here on Dana and
5: Parks on KMBC.
3: Man, this has been a busy afternoon. Hey, if you get time, uh, we're in the last 48 hours of Codes for Kids 2023. It went fast. Uh, and our, we're a little bit back on the donations. We're down this year. Uh, so, if you can help, would you please go to kmbz.com and click on the Coats for Kids logo? That'll take you to a safe and secure website uh, where you can make a donation, whatever you can afford. And thank you in advance. Uh, if you ju- if you'd prefer, you can just text in the word KMBZ Coats, one word, KMBZ Coats to four four three two one, and you can contribute that way as well. A uh, story here from Channel Five: Sarah Allison has multiple sclerosis, or MS, a common Autoimmune disease with no known cure. Early diagnosis and treatment are key to slowing the progression. But Sarah's journey to a diagnosis was a long one and has led to her filing a lawsuit against St. Luke's and two neurologists. Quoting here from Sarah Allison, I started seeing a neurologist way back in probably 2007 for migraine headaches, but after a couple of years of treatment, she suspected something more was going on. Her newly filed lawsuit describes a cluster of new symptoms that began emerging in 2012. The symptoms included slower cognitive functioning, changes to her vision. Her doctor ordered an MRI. It showed white spots on her brain. The lawsuit says she directly questioned her doctor whether it could be MS. Sarah alleges he dismissed her concerns. He just said, no, Sarah, it's not. There's no way. It's a migraine. In her lawsuit... Sarah Allison argues more sophisticated testing was not done, should have been done, despite her questioning. And the filing describes how the years rolled by into a full decade of recurring neurological problems. This gets to the point
2: that as she pushed back, because we always tell our listeners, you have to be your own healthcare advocate. No one's going to step in and say, you know what, maybe we should do this. You have to advocate for yourself or your child, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The story reports that as she pushed back, she was eventually told, maybe you would be happier with another doctor. And I know there are probably physicians and nurses listening who have this happen, where there's a patient just bop bop, 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 And finally you say, look, we've done everything we can. Maybe you would be happier seeing somebody else. And here's the quote in the story. You know, a lot of people have been working hard to care for you here. You might be happier with a second opinion somewhere else. Okay? Mm -hmm. She goes on, finds another care provider, they do a battery of tests, and indeed, she has multiple sclerosis. She believes, and I understand this belief, that she lost time as time passed, and and they're saying this is migraines, Mm -hmm. where she could have been at least seeking treatment to mitigate some of the symptoms. Right? I'm trying to remember another time, Scott, we had a lawsuit that we talked about on this program where there was a court filing over a, quote, missed diagnosis. I'm not saying it's never happened. Can you sue successfully, anyone can file a lawsuit, when a physician just flat out misses what's going on in your body or in your child's body, where you keep taking, let's say, your child in with headaches, 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 and they're like, oh, it's fine, we don't think there's anything going on, and it turns out it's a brain tumor. How does this work? Who decides? Boy, I, I mean, Who decides what you're supposed to catch in the realm of yeah. medicine? I
3: mean, clearly, if, if this is one of those stories, and we've done these stories over the years where, you know, the wrong breast was removed or the wrong leg was horrible. You know, I mean, clearly, th- there, there is grounds for a lawsuit in, in a story like that. But we're not talking about removing the wrong leg or the wrong breast or whatever. We're talking about the doctor in in his or her professional opinion not testing further didn't see what you thought it might be and didn't
2: order further testing listen to her quote i want the doctors to understand there is a very real consequence in my life for how this happened there was a series of decisions here that were made that i really didn't have any say in and yet here i am with the broken pieces of my life trying to put it back together she wants mm-hmm. others to learn from her experience which mm-hmm. i certainly understand
6: mm-hmm.
2: um I'm torn because I think there are clear cases where doctors miss things, and you're like, wait, how did you miss that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'm, I keep going back to young people who go in with a headache. You know, you're perfectly healthy. Is the first thought that a doctor has, you've got a brain tumor? Or do they treat for the migraine? Right. And then is that someone's fault if it turns out to be a brain tumor? I,
3: I, and now, let, let me just play the devil's advocate if I Please. could. Okay? I, I guarantee you there are people listening... So, the two of us talk about this story who are saying, now wait a minute. She's the one who waited 10 years to go get a second opinion. Yep. If she didn't think that the doctor in the beginning, yep, in 2007 or whenever it was, uh, made the right diagnosis, and she's still having symptoms, why did she not go to a second doctor? And, and, and I, I think that's going to be a, 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 a tall mountain to climb in this lawsuit if it ever gets to a jury is explaining to the jury why did you wait 10 years when you originally thought maybe it was ms but you waited 10 years until you ever went and got a second And, and you know this as well
2: as i do scott the advent of the internet has changed the way patients go to their physicians and any doctor i can hear you screaming in your car that we have people walk in every day who swear they have cancer mm-hmm. because, quote, mm-hmm. I saw this on the Internet. and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's what she did here. Clearly, she had a debilitating sure. diagnosis here. Sure. But has that also jaded and or shaded your response when you have a patient saying, I think this is something more? Oh, what, did you see that on
3: WebMD? <laughs> Telephone number here is 913-586-7798, 586-7798. You know, you mentioned the Internet. Uh, I, I guarantee you, uh, doctors are listening in their cars right now going, if, if I had a dime for every time a patient came in and said, oh, look at this, oh, I think, you know, I looked it up on WebMD and, you know, this is cancer. Well, no, it's
2: it's a pimple. But for 99 patients that were wrong, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm.
3: What what do you do when the one patient was correct and the physician was wrong? Telephone number 913-586-7798, 586-7798. He is Sam Stevie. She is Dana Wright. Pushing back against allegations that artificial intelligence wrote some of their articles.
2: Oh, what they're saying is, it wasn't us. It might have been a third party vendor that we hired. Right. You <laughs> said last night? Yeah. It wasn't us. It was just someone we hired.
3: Uh, then um. that's you. AA <laughs> uh, okay. uh, Ron on line one. Hello.
7: Hey. So, um,
3: you know, there's a reason
7: why they call it doctors practicing medicine instead of performing medicine. You know, they're out there just like everybody else, faking it till you make it. You don't know whether you've got the straight-A student or the guy that got a D and just squeaked through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think where a lot of problems come from is that pharma and insurance companies cram these doctors down your throat. Instead of getting an, an actual 30-minute visit with the doctor, you're getting 15 minutes if you get that. And, you know, where, you know, they don't have enough time to sit and talk to you and really find out what's wrong with you because they've got to spend so much time dealing with uh, how to chart things and billing and getting approval, which I know nurses do a lot of that. Nurses do more doctoring, I think, than doctors actually do.
2: I think even physicians would agree with you there. And and I'm not and I'm not bad mouthing
7: doctors. I, I think there are brilliant doctors in Kansas City.
6: You know,
2: a lot of people
7: have had good interactions. I know a lot of people that have had terrible interactions where doctors don't do what they say they're going to do in surgery and end up causing nerve damage. Or, sure, but, hey, Ron, you know, wait,
2: wait, wait. You, you mentioned that doctors practice, they don't perform, and I agree. That's a, that's a very good point. However, if medicine is a practice, it is also most certainly a business. mm and I, I don't, I don't think physicians would like it that way, but that is the reality of our healthcare system today. And I think physicians will tell you, for every single test we order, we have to fight every step of the way to be an advocate for our patients against the insurance companies who want them to prove why yep. it's necessary to do further testing.
7: And that's why insurance companies are the devil. So, have a good day, guys.
8: <laughs> okay, yeah, right. okay,
3: goodbye. Uh, Terry in Aletha. Terry, hello.
8: Hi. Um, good, evening. good evening. Hi. Um, I do have MS, and number one, MS is not an easy diagnosis. It's hidden. And number two, there are lots of different MS problems that you have. Some are not very difficult, but it could lead to something that is. And so all of these years she could have been having treatment that tries to keep these exacerbations at bay. Um, and they're coming up with better treatment all the time. It's a spectrum and that's to Terry. Keep her Getting the MS that, you know, puts you in a wheelchair or whatever mm-hmm. like that. So it you know, and, and you could have an exacerbation in the beginning and not have another one for six months. A year, and they don't last that long. And so people don't realize, you know, like, wow, why am I dizzy? Why, you know, why did I walk into that wall? Whatever. But then it goes away, and then you're like, okay, I'm fine. Hmm. So Terry,
2: it, it is a spectrum. I know that. And full disclosure, when I was in high school, my father was diagnosed with MS. I didn't know that. And he he was having these horrible leg spasms. They could not figure it out. This would have been in 1990, 1991, something like that. And he was diagnosed with MS, and, and they put him on a drug, memory serves, called Avonex. I remember that name. And it was so debilitating, the, the medication, he just said, you know what, forget it. Let's just see where this thing goes. What do you mean it was debi- what, what, Just debilitating what? the medicine made him, I think it was tired, it made him oh. nauseous, it made him, you know. And he said, I'm, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then the symptoms just sort of went
3: away. Really?
2: they will tell you now they don't think it was ever ms and i think even his doctors so, would say so think, he
3: was misdiagnosed almost the opposite the of this opposite lady opposite of what we're
2: seeing here
3: where she now, was not diagnosed they cannot
2: us. to this day explain what was going on with him neurologically or otherwise back then to this day they can't explain it and he's relatively perfectly healthy he had that one seizure on an airplane several right, years ago right, that, that they can't explain that either they hmm. just it, it, i think ms is one of those mystery spectrum I don't even know that there's like a test for it per se. And I might be wrong, but there are some of those neurological disorders where mm-hmm. they they rule out everything else. And if what is left is on the table, that's like this is our best guess kind then, of thing. Then they say, well, yeah. it has to be and at the it. time I remember t- telling my dad, like, we think this is what you have. He's been perfectly healthy for 40 years.
3: I'll be darned. Yeah. I'll be darned. Uh, Kyle in Overland Park. Kyle, good
5: afternoon. Hello. Hey. Um, you know, I, I think that we got to kind of stop pretending that modern medicine isn't a little bit of a scam. Um, you know, I, a, a couple years ago, uh, I, I took my wife to a local trampoline park, right, uh, for m- one of my kids' birthdays, and she tore ACL. And so I have to take her to the emergency room. We get to the emergency room. They're like, why are you here? I say, she tore ACL. They said, okay, well, let's get her an X-ray. And I'm like, why? You can't see ligaments on X-rays. I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Uh, You you know, you can't see a ligament on an X-ray. And they say, well, we an MRI is not emergency medicine. We have to do an X-ray first. So all they really wanted was $3,500 to do the X-ray, so that then they could go charge me five grand to go do the MRI. Um, they don't it's it's not about caring for the patient and it's not about the patient actually having a say in their care Ooh, uh, There's a lot of pa- There's a lot of doctors that they think that because they went to eight years of doctor school that they know everything under the Sun and even if you tell them what you tell them and you advocate for yourself that you need to shut up and understand that you Didn't go to eight years of doctor school. And I'm
2: I am sorry you had a bad experience but yeah. I have to disagree with most of what he said. Uh, almost all of them. Now, is there someone that is always in last place in medical school? And yes. you, what do we call them? We still call them doctors. Doctor. Absolutely. Yep. I thank God every day we have the doctors that we have. I, that, and, and most of whom, I would say 99% of them, are in it for the right reasons and are interested in the very best patient am, care. Absolutely and, right. And deal with all the crap that they have to put up with, with the insurance companies mm-hmm. and the bureaucracy and, you know, the seven-minute... Uh, Exam times that we're limited to in some cases, I think most of them try very, very hard to, to practice the very best every day.
3: I would say, and you know, I've broken plenty of bones and uh, have had to go to the doctor countless times like everybody else. I, I would say, I'm trying to think of an un... I mean, nobody likes to go to the doctor, don't get me wrong. But when you have to go to the doctor, I'm trying to think of a time where I didn't feel like I got... Incredible yeah. care. Well,
2: my traumatic hand injury is a, is a okay. great example. That was unremarkable. Got great care for that.
3: Mm-hmm. And how did the doctor describe that in his... Traumatic. No, I don't think that's right. I believe he referred to that as unremarkable. And, and, and by the way, <laughs> all this talk about, you know, doctor, like you're on some sort of a conveyor belt of just, let's get more patients in here, blah, blah, blah. When, when I go see my, uh, my family practice doctor... I get 45 minutes to an hour if I want it. Now, after a while, I'm like, I got to go home. I'm getting He's out like, of here. You
2: sure you don't have 15 more minutes? No, I don't. I don't. Odd, Scott, you keep making appointments. Which, by the way, I am going in because I've got something weird on my arm that itches. And I texted you last night. I know, and I, I said, I, is I this skin did. cancer? Because the last time you well, had something let, weird let, on let, your let, arm. Let Dr. Scott Please take a look. do. You remember the last time you had something weird
3: on your arm, what I said? You said it was a pimple I and not cancer. I said it was cancer. a pimple.
2: Just did break. your pimple itch?
3: No. Not at all. Here, bring that thing over here.
2: Oh, God, it itches. Let me take a look. Look, there's a dark spot there and then mm-hmm. it itches. glasses. It's like, it's like WebMD right here. Look at that. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's think a pimple. About that, Doctor.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See where I've scratched it? Not cancer. <laughs> Thank
1: pimple, you. for sure. It's a pimple. It's yeah. a scratch, oh, yeah. is
3: what it is. It's a scratch. The reason it itches is because she's scratched. I know. It. That's exactly what I told you. That's nothing.
1: Doc, why does it hurt when I do this? Well, quit doing it. Quit doing it.
2: Did I ever tell you a friend (laughs) of mine who's a physician was was (laughs) helping with some end-of-life care? Not funny, but it is going to be very funny. Trust me. Hang with me. Helping with end-of-life care and came out into the ER to talk to the family. And the family says to the physician, as they're talking about timing and morphine and all of that stuff, Mm. uh, the family says to the physician, can we get something ordered for the pain? And my buddy says... Oh, absolutely. She is very comfortable right now. We are in end of life stage care. Yeah. And the family looked at the physician and said, No for us. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to Moses.
3: Like uh, all of you? Uh yes, every single one. <laughs> are you gonna get that oh, seriously? Are you gonna get that Tomorrow. looked
2: at? I've already I've already made good. the uh good I've you. reached out. I haven't made the appointment, but I'm doing it.
3: Okay, good. Uh, you know, I I, I did my uh, another dermatology appointment. This one with Ku because I kept that appointment as well. They they didn't find anything this year. Good. Nothing good. You're like, look again. I, <laughs> I'm like, come on. I put on copper tone four as a kid. I need you to really get in there. Uh, G- Whoa, uh, Jim in Ruskin Heights. Hello. Hi. Uh,
6: thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I, w- I want to take this conversation on a little bit of a twist. Um, I. Uh, First of all, I think she's probably got a good case based on what's presented to us uh, Mm -hmm. that, you know, she might win in her litigation. Mm -hmm. But my bigger question that I want to explore is um, why was she not given the full battery of tests at her original provider? Why was it that she had to go to someone else to get these higher level diagnostics? and and what i want to explore because i have personal experience with this first of all i'm part of white privilege i'm a white anglo-saxon male protestant i'm the picture of white privilege i've always gotten all of the greatest care you could ever ask for and if i went in i have no doubt they would do every battery of tests they could do to try to figure out what was wrong with me but people of color People on Medicaid, on Medicare, people that can't afford to pay their deductibles, uh, people of disadvantaged populations are often denied the same privilege that I am not denied. Jim, thank you. i you.
2: Thank curious, you. To find,
6: out if, thank you. curious to find out what her background is. Thank,
2: thank you for acknowledging that. Um, and if you disagree, you are wrong with what Jim just said, look up the maternal death rate mm-hmm. for women of color in the United States of America. It is, overall for women, it is abysmal when you compare the United States with other developed nations. We are way down on the list uh, compared to some countries that would shock you. But if you with look inf- infant at, at yeah. black women and Hispanic women, w- women of color, yeah. the maternal death Death rate during childbirth and immediately after is a stunning number. For the it's it's a complete stain on the healthcare system I'm of the looking, United I'm States of America. It
3: up right now, um, countries with a higher or that better le- lesser infant, uh, yeah, uh, the Czech Republic, remarkably better than us. Oh, keep going. The uh, list is long, Scott. Cuba. Poland, Greece, uh, the only modern Western nation that is below us is Slovakia. Everybody else does much better than us. Much better. Quick break. Uh, He is Sam Stevie. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott here on KMBZ. Story here from CBS. The corporate owner of Sports Illustrated is denying a report that the famed publication produced articles written by artificial intelligence under fake author bylines, while noting that it has withdrawn the stories pending an investigation. Uh, Futurism reported on Monday that Sports Illustrated had used AI to generate articles as well as headshots and biographical information for fictitious writers, The technology publication also said that information about the purported authors disappeared from Sports Illustrated's site without any explanation. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Sports Illustrated, they're talking about the Arena Group, which owns Sports Illustrated and everything, uh, found that Futurism's report is not accurate. The articles highlighted by Futurism were produced by human writers for Ad von Commerce, which Sports Illustrated said formerly had a licensing deal with them to write product reviews and other e-commerce content. Uh, content. Uh, it wasn't us, it was somebody else. Okay. Great. Do you ever wonder where the name Pepsi came from? No, never, not one time. There's actually a story about it in the uh, Mirror newspaper in the UK today where they went back and tried, and they did find out where the name Pepsi Came from. Uh, Originally invented in 1893, it was known as Brad's Drink. Brad's Brad's Drink. drink. Caleb Bradham. (laughs) Caleb Caleb Bradham was (laughs) the guy who created uh, Pepsi. Called it Brad's Drink. Uh, It later became known as Pepsi because of the word dyspepsia. uh, Which is indigestion. And Pepsi. Oh, er like Pepsid. Kind of, yeah. 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 So uh, it was the word dyspepsia, which is indigestion or stomach pain, um, where they got the name. Because in the early days of their marketing, they said it's exhilarating, invigorating, and aids digestion. (laughs) Yes. And
2: cigarettes were also preferred out of one of four physicians back in the 50s. And I believe they were Slims, if you look it up.
3: Uh, Yesterday, we reported that Mark Cuban is leaving Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. He's also selling his uh, majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, is he dying? I hey, was gonna going to what is he doing? I don't know. Also announced today that he's not running for
1: president. Has he become a doomsday
3: prepper? So, ha, ha, have you no, he, I, he I have can, no idea. He cannot get out of the news. Yesterday, he announced he's leaving Shark Tank. Okay. Today, two major announcements from Mark Cuban. He's not running for president. Okay and also that he is selling his majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. All right. I don't know what's going on. Uh
2: did, did you see uh the kids already lined up for the next KU game? When is it? What what are how much are those tickets running these days? It's been a while since I've had a good seat to one of those games.
3: Uh, we we went last year. We had really good seats, but I got them from a friend of mine up in Lansing. Um those seats were about they seven, $75 were a were
2: lining up for Friday's game against UConn mm. yesterday.
3: You remember when we were kids? They but used to camp Scott, out. No, no, no. We did not line up for five days. I'm sure. The, in... in in the '90s, when when Ku yeah. like maybe it,
2: Indiana it, or Duke nor,
1: or if North Carolina came to town, not for five days. Oh, for sure. As anyway. we all know, there is not a bad seat inside Allen Fieldhouse. No, that is true. And Absolutely true. Back of the back of the back row, which I have stood in a number of times, is for sale currently for eighty two bucks a piece. That's not bad. That's the top top like
2: yeah. We stood there
1: when we were. I've been in the very back row. Poor it's Poor college not a bad students, seat.
2: and it's still a decent seat.
3: Uh, One in five American children are being given melatonin gummies and tablets by their parents Mm -hmm. to make them fall asleep. Despite ongoing...
2: Uh, Have you been to the aisle right across from the pharmacy and all of the kids' products right now for sleep? There's an entire aisle of it.
3: I I, I didn't notice. Oh,
2: Scott. It Uh, is a booming business. And I'm like, are
3: we sure about that? Uh, Despite ongoing warnings against giving the popular natural sleep aid to children and adolescents without a prescription... The increased numbers represent a shocking rise. This is from the New York Post. From just a few years ago, according to new research conducted at the University of Colorado Boulder, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine recently warned against giving
1: melatonin to children under the age of 13. Yeah, I would be against uh, making them rely on melatonin for the rest of their lives, but, you know.
3: Uh, we got to run. Uh, the bonus hour is coming up in just a moment. Don't forget to check out our podcast, by the way, uh, the Dana Parks podcast, available anytime you want, anywhere you go. Just go to KMBZ.com. On behalf of our producer today, finest man in these United States, the great Sam Stevie Third, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright, my name is Scott Parks, and God willing, we're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Have a great night. Be safe. Be well. And be good. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.